Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Glossover Podcast. I am your host, Megan Whalen, makeup artist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional, and I am so happy to be back, and I'm so happy to be joined by my intrepid co-host, Miss Caroline Trudeau. Hey gang, it's Caroline. How are you? I am an entrepreneur, a digital consultant, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. So glad to be back. Holler. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we totally did not intend to do seasons in this show. It was meant to be continuous and nonstop. And yep. um, it didn't work out that way. Sure didn't. Because <laughs> life you, happens. Because life happens. Can you, can you please tell the folks? Um, I, I did do a solo. I did do a mini-sode all on my lonesome. And How was it, that? It was fine. It just lacked the charisma of our dynamic, which whatever, doesn't matter. Don't live in the past, Megan. Speaking of living in the past, we need to talk about lessons learned, what we've been up to, lessons learned since last time, what the heck's been going on. We need to update the people and we need to update each other because, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a few minutes. It's been a few minutes. I I think last time that we tried to record, um, practice this remote recording, uh, I had a I had a moment of uh, I had a life changing moment actually that moment um, the day before we'd practice we make sure that everything was ready all oh my the god things. we had a two and a half hour production meeting yes uh, we were all ready to go okay I'll see you tomorrow on the Zoom meeting we'll record and then uh, I opened up my MacBook Air to that folder with the question mark in it oh my and, god and my life seriously has not been the same ever since. No, I mean so, it was it was horrible. And you were in Europe, by the way. You were working overseas. I was, and you um, were I was consulting in and networking, and you were at the Pretzels and Bites in Munich, and Bits you were doing and all pretzels, the things. Yeah, and all you, the things like Oktoberfest and everything was happening, and you had literally no laptop, no machine, and no machine. Um, could not really effectively communicate about the Anything. internet. Yeah, the year and a half's worth of data that was on my hard drive. Um, so that was some dramatic, and actually. Uh, I'm glad that you bring all this up because part of the lessons that I've learned since last time is um, a lesson in forgiveness, um, and, and a lesson and in, in being kind to myself um, because I am not perfect. Surprise! Whoa! <laughs> I, 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 I need know. to stop and witness this moment. I thought your lesson learned was going to be back up your goddamn hard drive. Well, that's for sure. That that's was a awesome. lesson really, really hard learned. Uh, and I'm, I'm really happy to say that on my new little zippy gold MacBook that I've since um, acquired, it's that's a whole sexy. nother story, yeah. um, that I am 100% in the cloud, uh, that ass is backed up. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it has been a lesson in forgiveness and a lesson in moving forward and not looking back so much. And it's not necessarily something that's new in my life. Um, I, I have traditionally kept it stepping, as I say. Uh, but, you know, in the moment where I realized that, you know, potentially I was going to have lost, you know, a book that I started to write, um, and, and this is so embarrassing because I should have had a backup, 
But at the same time, it's also part of this letting go and this, this forgiving myself. I, you know, you can't go back to the past and you can only move forward. Totally. And, and yeah, funny because you were you were traveling with an external hard drive as well. Like you like you oh, literally she absolutely. had one and she was like, guys, I was I was on we were Marco Poloing as this was happening because we were about to record. And she fires up the laptop and she turns her screen around and she shows me what I, what she's seeing on the screen. And I'm like, oh, my dear God. And she's like, see that thing over there, that paperweight? That's my external. I said I was going to back it up while I was in Munich. Well, you did actually back it up, just not your hard drive, you know. All right. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I had really great plans. And this is something that I sort of had on my care list for a really long time. And... I wrote a blog post about it, so head over to The Voices if you want to read about that. Um, But I I literally just had, you know, this whole photo project I was going to do. I was going to take all my photos, like all 30,000 of them, to uh, the Amazon cloud. Um, Then I was going to back up, you know, use all the things. And I just, you know, I just kept procrastinating, and it is what it is. so there are a few things in my life that I'm procrastinating on right now um, that I've learned to handle. Um, so just had a mammogram today. Awesome. Just letting the people know to take care of the tatas. Uh, Very because, important. you know, the, the data is one thing um, and other loss are other things. But, um, you know, health is really important. Um, so, yeah, just forgiving myself for things that um, I should have, could have, should have, would have. Yeah. And uh, now we're just going to move it forward. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole story about the laptop just gets even more crazy because the second lesson that I want to talk about that I learned is really this whole um, staying in a creative spirit. Mm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I now call my sabbatical, by the way, um, this is news, news flash. I call it a discovery year now. So in retrospect, I'm at 11 months now and just a little over 11 months and, and you know, partly back to work on a freelance basis. Uh, but when I look back at all the things, uh, and there will be a blog post coming up about that, um, I, I really uh, no longer think of it in the context of sabbatical. And sabbatical also, for the record, has a different connotation in Europe. Like it's super acceptable. People pause their, their job and then they go back to their job taking right. a sabbatical. So. Um, you know, I learned that I sort of had to use a different lexicon in Europe when I was talking about what I was doing. Um, so in this discovery year, uh, I have found a tremendous amount of creativity. Some of it is manifesting ex- itself in some of the projects that we've taken on, uh, of course, on the Voices Collection, but also as I've sort of reintegrated into a large corporate life in this freelance gig I'm, I'm currently working on, um, I'm just like finding myself having discovered a really creative part of myself. And that, you know, before the London incident. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Wait, the story I, gets better, y'all. Yeah, story yeah. Gets better. The London, what I call the London incident, literally on my backed-up computer now, uh, there's a folder named the London incident. Um, so what had happened was, uh, yeah, I was, I was out at happy hour with some new colleagues and had a moment of carelessness. I, you know, left my backpack close to the booth that we were at, excused myself to go to the loo and came back and the backpack was gone. Um, so the laptop that had a busted hard drive was in the backpack. So 
The joke's on that thief, because that machine ain't going to boot up unless you know how to boot it from the external hard drive that has the operating system on it. But that's neither here nor there. That's really um, funny, though. Like, that is bad. I mean, well, karma, karma. Karma, yeah. For real. Um, but, um, you know, so this is also on the theme of forgiving myself. Um, yep. I, I mean, I was in Europe for eight weeks. I had that backup, the backup, excuse me, that backpack with me every single day, never left it unattended. And I had one moment where I let my guard down and just, you know, lost everything. Um, luckily my passwords were in my hotel room. My cell phone was in my pocket. Um, and I had people with me that, um, were kind enough to help me get home. But in that moment, you know, besides, all of the energy that you spend being violated and being disrespected and being disappointed, um, you know, you really quickly have to get over it because you got to figure out how the fuck you're going to get home, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, thank God you had your passport in another location. Yeah. So there's a lesson learned. Don't, don't, don't take, yes, leave your passport in your accommodations. Do not take your hotel. Yes. Chances are that the people that clean rooms and that, you know, come in and out to maintain your rooms in hotels are less likely to thieve you than some random on the streets. So anyway, I mean, I know there's different schools of thoughts and I've had this conversation with some people since then, but for me, passport, it's, it's separation of church and state. Yes. And it's also, I mean, maybe you need to blog a little bit about like travel tips and safety and security and like, what does Carol, like Caroline's hacks for travel. Okay, I'm making a note. I blogged about beauty products hacks for travel. That was a good one. That so was check a that really out. Good article. Yeah, com. Check out the blog. Uh, and we'll put a note in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, show notes. So anyway, I, um, you know, I learned, and, and this was, you know, a, an impromptu sort of moment the next morning when I ran into the the hotel manager, Robin, uh, in London, and asked for a late checkout. And she looked at me and she said, you know, are you okay? And I was like, actually, I felt compelled to share with her. No, I'm not okay. You know, I'm devastated. And she shared with me in that moment um, that like a ton of empathy. I think, you know, empathy is just one of the themes that keeps coming up in my life. Uh, and this woman just said, you know, I know how much it sucks, especially when you're traveling abroad. And she, she shared with me the story about her purse being stolen when she was in Istanbul like three or four months before. And she said something that really grounded me in that moment. And it was, um, this is where your creativity kicks in. You have to figure out Mm -hmm. how you're going to get from here to there. And, you know, for me at that point, I knew I had my passports. I knew I had, you know, I was taken care of because my colleagues had let me borrow some money. Um, but that message for me resonated more in how you're going to get from here to creating again, getting creative mm-hmm. about creativity. How do I bounce back and how do I, um, you know, how do I stay in this, the spirit of what I've created in the last 11 months and not have one moment sort of devastate me and, and bring me back down to an abyss of, of, of depression, you know? So I gave mm-hmm. myself until the flight to have my pity party and then bounce back. And it's been like six days now or so. And, um, yeah. And I mean, I just, I, I got right back on a horse and staying true to my creativity and reinventing myself and continuing to do that is, is, is a lesson that I think I've learned since, since we last met. There's a good lesson there too, is like, allow yourself to feel how you feel for a little while. Don't just don't pitch a tent and live there. Uh, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, feel, like, shitty. Like, be pissed. Like, it's fine. Like, things happen. Like, allow yourself that that emotion. But then, you know, quickly realize that you, we got the show must go on. And, the like, show just, must go on. Just don't pitch a tent and live in that feeling. And that's yeah. helpful. It's so true. I, and, and I think the other side of that, which is, I'm glad you're bringing that up, because the other side of that is acknowledging your feelings, right? And, and yes. just being in the moment and being aware that we're not going to go into the abyss and we're not going to just pitch a tent in our bad feelings, but like you need that moment to recognize like, what is it that I feel? And, you know, not so much being mad at myself. So staying true to forgiving myself so that I can move on and live with the emotion that I have right now and grow out of it productively. Yeah. One thing that helps me, um, that I I've actually shared this with a lot of people and it's, it's, they've shared with me that it's been beneficial to them is how, cause I'm not an emotional person. I, I mean, for those of you who are astrologically inclined, I'm a cancer, I'm not sorry. I'm a Capricorn sun, a Libra rising and a Gemini moon. So I'm like Spock with good fashion sense. Like I, like I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not I don't even know emotional. what that means, but I love it. <laughs> like I, I'm very serious and science minded and I, I, but I have a flair for like beautiful things. I'm just not emotional. Like I don't, it's hard for me to be in touch with emotion. It's hard for me to identify emotions in other people and how to best like respond to that. Right. And so my mechanism is just witnessing their emotion. You're not good so at much that, like, though. You're yeah, super but I just good. like I will witness it and absorb it, but I'm not so good at like navigating it. I can't, you know. You have to be very specific with your needs. Well, that's good because y- you like you are present for that empathy. Right. But and the one thing I do do is when I'm feeling something or... You said do-do. Do-do. Do-do-do. One thing I do do is uh-huh. if I'm feeling a certain type of way, I will verbalize it and I will say it, even if it's just to myself or anyone that will listen. I'm like, I feel like this. I'm pissed off because this happened and this happened and then that and then this and da 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 And, you know, it'll be 10 minutes of, like, rant but it helps me to identify how I feel because I'm verbalizing it. it helps right, me to, using your words. I, I witness it myself yeah. so I can clearly identify where I'm at. And then I accept. That's the final thing. i like, okay, I accept this. And well, then the emotion leaves me. And then uh, I, I'm not resentful. I'm not stuck in it. Like, okay, here it is. I've processed it. It's a shit sandwich. We're moving on to the next thing. So just yeah. sometimes verbalizing it or just saying out loud how you feel helps those who yeah. have a hard time navigating emotion actually navigate. I love this. Don't pack a bag. Use your words. Express yourself. And then acceptance. It's acceptance, yeah. I feel, sort of goes back with this, like, forgive yourself, you know, totally. sort of theme. Yeah. Yeah. So super good. Tricks and tips. Thank you. Um, and I think the last thing I want to share, um, this has been a huge theme, Um that I don't want to end the time that we have here today without talking about is I've learned to ask for help. Hmm. Yeah. And that's super uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's also, there's also so much magic in it. Um, so, you know, it started for me around this digital female leadership award, you know, self promotion period at the beginning of August. And I'm liter- stunned that you're, I'm stunned that you're not more comfortable with that. To ask for help? Stunned, yes. Really? Yes. Hmm. 
I mean, I've always felt like I, oh, I can do this all by myself. You know, I'm the oldest of four. It was my role to be lead by example and go conquer and, you know, be the strong one. And, you know, I've always been so um, hard-minded, and I don't even know if hard-minded is the right word, but just like a go-getter, get shit done and set some goals and accomplish them. And it's like, you know, just me by myself. And what has happened to me in the last two and a half months or so is a shift um, and the shift is that I have learned how to ask for help and how to put myself in a vulnerable situation. And sort of these two stories that I, that I shared sort of feed into this. Um, so it's not really surprising to me that it's all sort of happening because you get what you deserve or what you need in life. Um, asking for help in the context of putting myself out there around this, this award thing. Um, and then, you know, going out to Munich and out of a situation that didn't turn out exactly as I had expected it to be, which was, you know, the reason why I went there in the first place, made, um, you know, just met. I went on like 30-something blind dates with women and men that I'd never met before. And this sort of camaraderie around something that all of us had in common, which was to be part of this group that was, you know, nominated for these awards, um, brought an element of, of commonality to all of us. Like, okay, we're all in this together. But what I found was um, so much more. And it's been so um, humbling. Um, and it's really created a shift in me around um, being more vulnerable, asking for help, and really realizing, and this is something I've heard you say before, that it really takes a tribe, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, where, whereas I thought that as a leader, I need to be in front and I need to be, you know, the one that helps others, I also need help. And I don't think that I practiced that much in my life asking for help. So that's been something that's really, really huge. And the real gift for me has been that what I get in return like the way that the universe works for me when I'm in that space is that I become even more inspiring, which is mm -hmm. what I want more of in my life. Real so, leaders lead from the back of the pack, actually. Yeah. And yeah. that's so true. Leading from the back. Yeah, yeah. So, like, totally. To give you a, a nerd um, like explanation for this, I don't know yes, if you know anything please. about like, like wild animals, but true, real talk, um, <laughs> seriously, wolf packs, the leader typically the alpha is always in the back. The older ones and the sicker ones are in the front and then the healthy ones are in the middle and the leader's in the back. So the leader can take like lead, take like, ride point if necessary, keep an eye on everybody, lets the ones that are weaker set the pace and then that wolf is like absolutely in charge of everybody from the back. Yeah. And I, I think that's like, that. that's like a real life thing. Lessons in the, leadership. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, with the time that we have, um, that's what I wanted to share um, cool. since the last time. And these are things that I'm, you know, practicing and um, that I'm grateful to have the opportunity to share with you and the listeners. If you have any thoughts, any concerns, any feedback, any memos that you want to hit us up with, what is our Twitter handle, honey? You can find us on Twitter at... Gloss over pod, and that's where we will. That's where we will be. There's actually a ton of great stuff on our Twitter feed. Like, 
so many good things. Yes, uh, you've been really doing a great job with that. Thanks. Um, so until next time. Yeah, guys, um, we'll talk to you soon. It's been real. We are back, honey. We are back. Mm-hmm. Okay, later. Love you. Okay. Bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossOverPod and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossOverPod.